Namaste and welcome to this astrological alchemy session with me, Ellie Latrobe. So welcome, we're here in November in Scorpio season and yeah, for the last few weeks we have been wading through the mud, uh, more of it. It's following after, you know, <laughs> the years of Saturn through Capricorn and now into Aquarius where this restructuring process is going on within um, within um, every single individual on this planet. And yes, collectively in our outer um, structures and systems in how um, technology and science is um, accelerating, there is this restructuring process also. Um, but here in this season of the sun being in the sign of Scorpio, where we're going into the dark in the Northern Hemisphere, uh, from which the roots of all of the symbols of um, our modern astrology practice kind of follows, we are in this fixed sign where we are descending down into the depths, the depths of our unconscious nature, our, um, our patterning, our desires body, our emotional world, you know, and we're trying to understand why the things that we see in the world are as they are. So whether it's in, whether it's certain causes, certain things that impassion us to go to war, to, um, you know, to put our energy towards, or whether it is an internal um, alchemical process of taking those bits of ourselves that we haven't been looking at um, or ignoring or repressing or suppressing or denying and um, drawing them back into ourselves. <laughs> so this is the context of where we are right now. You know, and Scorpio gets a bad rap, you know, um, in my last um, podcast, I talked about how, um, you know, the Scorpio archetype, you know, can be seen as the darkest, you know, the, um, you know, the most, you know, it's the symbol of the scorpion, you know, the one that like, you know, has got a sting in its tail. Um, but really Scorpio is almost one of the strongest signs. It's where we take the bull by the horns and we go to battle when in those battles that we need to take. And right now in this, um, you know, we're in the full moon approach right now, um, you know, and it's kind of, the energy has already started, you know, for those of you who are sensitive, you'll already be feeling almost a discombobulating kind of feeling as the eclipses um, approach. Um, and, on the when on you know Wednesday the seventeenth we have this opposition of Mars and Uranus which is kind of initiating what is then going to unfold on Friday for the full moon and this Mars Uranus piece is in this same polarity of the moon and the sun for the full moon so we're talking here about Scorpio and Taurus so um, for our our Mars. It, our Mars and Uranus, our Mars is in um, its home sign of um, Scorpio and Uranus is in Taurus. So <clears throat> the reason this is important in the context of what I'm going to talk about, this polarity, 
is that Mars is our personal power, Mars is our drive, Mars is what, um, you know, makes us feel confident, takes us forward, you know, it drives us, literally drives us, right? And it's in Scorpio, so it's driving us to be a warrior, it's driving us to alchemize those parts. And on the Uranus side, in a fixed Earth sign of Taurus, is trying to break the Earth this hard earth, these ingrained patterns that over and over again just create the same outcome, create the same outer life. You know, the sign of Taurus is the world builder. It's how things are built, yeah? It's the habitual nature from which things, you know, come to be. The desire for something, for a value to be created in the world um, comes about. So. This polarity of Mars giving us this personal drive to dive deep and Uranus shaking up the earth, yeah? And we're trying to bring the two together. We're trying to bring our, our, our power into uh, awakening ourselves into a new paradigm of living right now. I mean, obviously this, <clears throat> this is the inner reflection of the outer transits. We may see it in other ways. It may come out in anger. It may come out in frustration. It may be sudden, unpredictable um, severages of, of electricity or um, explosive, um, explosive language, explosions in, 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 the, outer, in the outer world. Um, but I would, I would invite whatever is going on in this week you know, what are the more inward explosions that are going on? What is the inward um, earth shaking, um, unconscious coming to the surface through that earthquake that you need to see and need to observe right now? Because for Friday's full moon, we have the same polarity, Scorpio Taurus, you know, the sun, is in Scorpio and the moon in Taurus. It's the same polarity being triggered again. And <clears throat> it's like extra exclamation marks. You know, the, the sun is our will. So we have our will and our personal power um, in be embodying this archetype of Scorpio. Um, go and listen to that, um, you know, the podcast on um, Spotify um, if you didn't listen to that last week. Um, this tenacity of, you know, just keeping going, looking at what's under the next rock, uncovering what is there until we get to the source of truth, until we know what it is, and then we can come back up again. Um, <clears throat> so I want, to, I want to elaborate on this Scorpio-Taurus polarity a little bit before we get into kind of the breakdown of the next two weeks. Um, because it is an incredibly important polarity to be, to be thinking about right now and to be understanding how that's playing out in your own life and in your own birth chart. So when we think about um, Taurus and Scorpio, the axis um, that we are talking about, the polarity, the extreme parts of the same thing that we're talking about, we can ultimately boil it down to the word desire. 
And the reason we're boiling it down to desire is because although Scorpio is a water sign and Taurus is an earth sign, what we have set up here is how desires and emotions create form. And this is the Taurus piece. What we desire, where our um, emotions are focused, we create form. And we create them through, you know, we, we have a thought form that's created from an impulse in some way. And then we emotionally, you know, desire that thought. And that emotional kind of uh, magnetism that we place upon that form then gets its own life and it creates, you know, whatever the thing is. It may take on a life of its own and do some other things that are slightly unintended as well. Um, but ultimately, at some point, the world of form, the world of belief, um, the world of even val what we value has started from a, some kind of desire within our um, human uh, psyche. So on one side, we have this desire that creates form in Taurus. And then in Scorpio, we have the uncovering of the desire that creates the form. So it's like... Here in Taurus, I, um, I, I fix and I attach to this desire to create. And in Scorpio, I'm going to dive deep into, you know, all of those desires that through the, you know, through time has created, you know, <laughs> this mirage um, of um, the world that we see. Uh, and as I'm describing that, I'm kind of getting the image of, you know, almost like evolution, like the flatfish, you know, like, you know, sometimes what we end up with looks a bit weird, you know, but ultimately it's evolved, it's got to that place because of a series of, um, a series of beliefs, a series of emotional desires that's got us into a place. And we almost forget, you know, we forget how we got to a place. Um, and it's like, um, as well, it's like the modern day zeitgeist, you know, like it's continually changing. So therefore we have to kind of uncover actually why something is there and, and question it. And it requires a lot of hard work. Now this axis is a fixed axis as well. It's, um, it's one that kind of maintains and establishes things. Um, so as much as Scorpio is trying to uncover, it is, it, it gets fixed on the uncovering process, on the, um, you know, it can get fixed on the war path, it can get fixed on, um, you know, staying in its cave, you know, in, within this polarity as well. We have, you know, Taurus ruled by, by Venus traditionally, you know, and Venus is light it is you know the um, voice of our soul it's illumination it's at the time of the year in the northern hemisphere where we are rapidly increasing in light you know so we are going towards that light and in scorpio we're ruled by mars and we are heading down on in into the um, depths of <laughs> <laughs> the underworld, right? Heaven and hell, you know? We've got this um, polarity where each needs each other. We can't understand light without dark. We can't have heaven without hell. 
Um, we can't have Venus without Mars. We can't have Mars without Venus and so on. So when we have um, in Scorpio season, when we have the weight of the sun in the, the sign of um, Scorpio, and then we have the, uh, the moon in, in Taurus, we have to really challenge our emotional tendency, our emotions get security in those fixed way of living, you know, in the ways that we were raised, in the ones that are comfortable to us. You know, Taurus can get stubborn and stuck and fixed, you know? Um, so, we have to mind ourselves in the sooner eclipse, that we don't clutch at these familiar patterns that we, you know, we may have developed to keep ourselves safe, obviously. Uh, we may just have them because our, our parents told, taught us them at some point. And the sun, that is our kind of will, wants us actually to look at, uh, you know, spend some time and dive into why those habits are there, why those beliefs are there, why that pattern that we repetitively do is, is there. It brings a subtle shift to the um, spring full moon when the moon is in Scorpio and the sun is in Taurus. Um, <clears throat> so this, you know, this is a great line of, uh, you know, es es establishing um, new desires. So, I mean, the big question is, you know, what do you desire right now? You know, what emotional desire that, uh, can you almost galvanize around uh, 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 the, the voice of your soul, the, um, the Venus side of, you know, what your soul wants, you know? And using the energy that is right abundant right there at the moment of, you know, Mars in Scorpio is in its element. So we have this to bolster ourselves. We have it to, you know, help us on our quest. Because this new moon, this, sorry, this full moon is happening towards the end of Scorpio and the end of um, Taurus. So this is a really profound time of the sign because it's, it's the bit where the kind of the final bit of the battle is done. And if we think about that final deacon, that final 10 degrees of, of, of Scorpio, it's where the real alchemy, it's where the real transformation happens. So there is a, an opportunity here for us to truly alchemize that which on the other side in that final deacon of Taurus, which is more about how we protect and ensure the resources that we're used to. We, we're very protective in that last deacon of, uh, of Taurus where the moon resides. Whereas over here in, in, um, in Scorpio, it's more like there's an invitation to alchemize. There's an invitation to um, transmute, you know, the, the dark material to um, bring it all in, to take on its power, you know? Scorpio really gives us power and strength because we're heading on into Sagittarius um, soon. So 
we're at Sunday yet. 21st is when the sun goes into Sagittarius. And this follows the zodiacal cycle of, you know, once we've gone down into the depths and alchemized the mud, we can rise up and see the greater vision. We can say, see um, our, our, our greatest truth. We can know um, our higher vision. We can go on an epic quest, right? Um, so, although this, um, you know, this polarity is not always an, an easy polarity to traverse, it's an incredibly rewarding one to do the work in, you know. Um, challenging those fixed beliefs is a most potent way of transforming um, our lives um, in, the real, in, in the real world, in the real time, and what that means. So let's move on to kind of summing up what's going to be happening over the next two weeks. And I've kind of alluded that, you know, that polarity that is established is uh, of, of Scorpio to Taurus is the most important um, to be considering. So I want you to um, either bring up your birth chart or if you already know it, then that's great. Um, if you don't have a birth chart, um, you can use uh, a website like astro.com or astroseek or astrocharts and you can plug in your own birth data there. And what we're looking for is your rising sign. So these eclipses are going to be falling in different parts of your chart and if you have got a Scorpio or Taurus um, rising sign then it's going to be bringing this eclipse on Friday, it's going to be bringing it into the first and seventh houses. So for you it's going to be about identity and relationship. So one of those two is going to be undergoing some kind of shift and maybe um, uh, it may feel challenging or it may feel enlightening. Depends upon the makeup of other placements. Whether you have a lot of placements in Scorpio or whether you just have the one and what relationship they make with each other. But we're just kind of summarizing here. And then if you have an Aquarius or Leo rising, then it, it may be affecting more your home or your career. Um, and then if we think about um, Libra or Aries, this is gonna fall in, um, it's going to kind of double up on the axis of desire. So everything I've just spoken to, it's almost going to magnify that even more. It's going to cause shifts in, you know, what do you value? How do you use money? How money comes to you from other people? How you finance yourself? What do, how do you, um, you know, use your resources? You know, and, and it could cause a, a shake-up of those ways that you already um, use those resources or how you receive those resources. So that was Libra or um, Aries rising people. Um, so yeah, then we have yeah we have the we've the Sagittarius or Gemini people. 
Uh, it may be, it may, it's gonna be hitting your axis of healing, the sixth and seventh, and uh, sixth and twelfth houses. So this may be physically healing, this may be mentally healing, this may um, cause, cause you to need to take a retreat, take a break, um, focus on something that is um, healing for you. you know, I'm a Sagittarius rising and I am full on leaning into um, dental procedures. <laughs> you know, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a good old um, healing process in, you know, in the real time of, you know, just the mundane practical stuff that I've been putting off for a while. And I'm gonna take the, the horns of the monster that I don't wanna look at, which is dental work, and I'm leaning into it. Um, <laughs> Uh, those of you who have Pisces or a Virgo, um, it's going to be hitting your third and ninth houses. So this is the axis of like communication. So how do you communicate? How do you, you know, how do you balance up your short-term travel versus your long-term travel? Your, you know, writing and social media that you do on the on you know daily basis versus the big projects, the big books, you know. And those are kind of the same thing. If you think about travel and communication, this is like, you know, are we busy, 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 busy on a daily, 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 daily basis? So lots of travel, lots of words. Are we writing articles? You know, are we recording podcasts every other day? Or are we putting our energy into writing a book? Or are we putting our energy, our resources into taking long distance travel? So these are, you know, these are our third and ninth house kind of topics. You know, are we maybe um, thinking of reframing how we, you know, our philosophical um, look at life or our intellectual way of life? Are we, are we considering uh, um, teaching or learning? You know, so those of you with Virgo or um, Pisces, you know, or any of those um, apparent, or maybe you may feel shaken up or waken up to um, in inviting some of that into your life. And then we have you um, Cancer and Capricorn rising type people. And this is falling in your fifth and 11th houses. So this is, uh, this is your axis of kind of creativity. So how do you create in a group versus create on your on your own? How do you work in organizations versus working on your own? Are you shifting like how you spend your time, um, whether it's on your own or in groups? Are you um, looking to work in more community service-based activities or are you looking to do more hobbies for you are you are you consciously looking at how you experience pleasure or how you um have babies versus how you um you almost relinquish that for the greater good you know how you make babies in a group versus making babies on your own um, and how you serve the world through doing that. So yeah, there's, um, you know, and as I said, you know, it's not 
nothing's as ever simple as your sun sign means this or your rising sign means that because your placements fall within the context of all the other planetary um, arrangements within your, your own natal chart. But just be aware, you know, just even having that awareness that, you know, this end of this week is, you know, um, it's either gonna shake us from within and out or from an external place in towards us that then may affect us. So just to be gentle with yourself and um, gentle with others through um, these next couple of days. I do think, you know, there's in Thursday, in between those two big, big deals, Mercury is trining Neptune. So this is like, I just feel this is like our rational brains are being helped by our intuitive minds right now. There is this connection of brain and mind, of concrete and imaginative. So, you know, as much as the emotional waters may be rocking um, over this time, you know, maybe um, lean into that more intuitive space. If you're an artist, if you love to paint or draw or create in some way, use that as your way into your intuitive, um, uh, your intuitive part of your being. Um, and let your rational brain receive that more intuitive wisdom. Um, for those of you who meditate, med meditate. For those of you who don't meditate, meditate. And see if you can receive intuitive guidance that's going to help steer you to know what is actually an intuition and what is um, compared to what is an ego, um, you know, fixed caging, protecting um, measure that's keeping you in the same place. And sometimes that feels like an intuition because it feels good, yeah? So we're like, oh, I have this intuition. <laughs> and it's exactly what you've been doing or, you know, would do over and over again, always, you know? So yeah, lean into that. That's my uh, big, um, big advice. Um, and just before the lunar eclipse, we also have the moon is moving through and it's going to trine Pluto just before the, um, the, the lunar eclipse, which I just really, I just really love. It's like this invitation to shed some emotional baggage. So just be conscious that this, you know, in this full moon is a time of shedding, time of connecting to our higher wisdom, letting go of the bags that we need to let go of so that we can alchemize and we can move into a new place where we're um, filled with the desire of our soul um, and we create that physically over the next um, cycle of time. Um, yeah, on the same day as the lunar eclipse, we have um, Venus trying to Uranus. Um, and this is, you know, I think again, this is another positive. It's like the, there is a positive um, 
beneficial um, effect of, of Venus. And Venus is kind of putting her blessing on, um, on Uranus. So although Uranus is in a lower sign, I think Venus is still going to um, really help that shake up and waking up effect of, of Uranus. All those earth shakes that Uranus is conjuring up through its relationship to Mars right now. Um, I think that that's going to, there's going to be the cracks for the light to come out, you know, it's Leonard, Leonard Cohen, isn't it? Um, or just like those Chinese vases that get, you know, the cracks get filled with gold. Um, let's let ourselves crack open during this eclipse. Let's not hold ourselves together. Let's allow those cracks to be created so that we can all be filled with, um, filled with gold. <laughs> yeah. And then Sunday 21st, and the sun moves into Sagittarius and Mercury is square to Jupiter. So, you know, the sun into Sagittarius that, you know, I will focus on Sagittarius in the next um, YouTube, in the next podcast that I do. Um, but this is going to be, this is the season of truth seeking. It's the season of um, vision, being the visionary for our lives. So it's like once we've done the dog work now in Scorpio, we can get that illumination and that higher vision in Sagittarius. If we haven't done the dog work on alchemy and, you know, listen to our, our true voice of our soul, our conscience, we're just going to be doing, creating the same visions for ourselves in the next round. It's like when the, it's like when the trees lose their leaves. And then on Wednesday the 24th, Mercury moves into Sagittarius and joins the sun. So after um, Mercury has been kind of blessed by Jupiter's truth-seeking qualities um, on the 21st, we then have it moving into Sagittarius itself. Um, so our mind then starts thinking about what the future might bring. What's, where am I going? You know, that's what Sagittarius asks us. You know, sometimes it makes us want to go on adventures and maybe those adventures are, you know, physically traveling, but maybe they are travels of the mind also. Where do you want to travel? What do you want to learn? How do you want to um, explore philosophy? How do you want to understand um, ways of comprehending who you are and what this world is. Um, and then, just to kind of bring it all together, then on Sunday 28th, the Sun and Mercury conjoin in Sagittarius. So it's like our will and our mind come together and they're in the same place. So it's like, this is my vision. I know my vision, uh, I, um, um, my will, uh, my desire, that I am reforming around this higher vision um, is united uh, and this is where I'm expanding into. That last part of November is not too bad if it wasn't for the context of <clears throat> this kind of Uranus-Saturn relationship that's wanting to 
rise up and break down all of the structures, but ultimately that's gonna have positive things for, for, for all of us individually and collect um, in the long run. So as that's playing out, the question is, what is the higher vision that we are, you know, wanting to rebel against the old system? You know, if the old system doesn't work, it's one thing rebelling and getting angry about it. What is the vision? Where are we going to? And Sagittarius really invites us to bring, bring, bring that in. So the new moon is um, on the 4th of December. So that's when the sun and the moon are together. Uh, uh, and so uh, the new moon phase that I will talk about more in the next um, podcast uh, will bring in crystalline that vision uh, in, its, in its fullest. And I'll leave it until that next episode to talk more fully about Sagittarius, that truth-seeking and visionary that we all are. So until next time, I wish you all the best. Um, I hope that you um, know what you need to know and you feel what you need to feel and that you be all that you are. Namaste.